Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. I want to thank you for listening today. And just to give you a little bit of information about the show, if you don't know, if this is your first time listening, uh, my name is Jay Helms. I am a corporate ladder climber. I've been climbing the corporate ladder since 2001, but I've been actively investing in real estate since 2014. And while successfully growing my W2 career, my wife and I have expanded our real estate mine hole portfolio to over 320 units in our very first five years of investing. So we did all that while bringing three beautiful children into the world. Yes, that is right. At the time of this was recorded, we have three amazing children under five years and younger. So uh, this podcast and community is here to help you do the same or even better. I'd love to see success stories where people were out investing us, growing their net worth, growing their passive income, just growing their in general income higher than what their W-2 uh, we'll do alone. That's what we're here about, right? So the focus of this podcast is to help you invest while not losing your sight of the W-2 nor fumbling the family life. Uh, earn, invest, repeat, as we like to say, your way to what I'm striving for is legacy wealth. So today's episode is it's one of a kind. I haven't had anybody like this on just yet, but he is a number one national best-selling author and national syndicated radio host, Mr. Ken Coleman. I just wrapped things up with him. It was an amazing time. I felt like I went to church. That guy is just full of uh, amazing energy. Uh, but pulling, so a little bit about Ken. So his number one best-selling book, uh, excuse me, national best-selling book uh, is titled The Proximity Principle. Um, all I can tell you is get access to it. He, at the end of the show, he tells you how to get, uh, they've got a little bundle package um, that you can get the audio version, a handwritten copy, and the electronic version, all for one low price. I believe he said it was at the KenColeman.com, which is his website. But check it out at the end of the episode, and, and actually in the show notes, we, we put access to that link as well. But, Pulling from Ken's personal struggles, missed opportunities, and career success, Ken helps people discover what they were born to do and provides practical steps to make their dream job a reality. The Ken Coleman Show is a caller-driven career show that helps listeners who are stuck in a job they hate or searching for something out there uh, more out of their career. His second book, The Proximity Principle, which I just talked about, is the proven strategy that will lead you to the career you loved. It was released recently, uh, May 2019. And uh, before we get into the show today, I want to point you toward our affiliates. These are the guys that help make the uh, show happen. I want to highlight one in particular, uh, dealcheck.io. So if you're on BP just for the calculators, you need to sign up for dealcheck.io. DealCheck makes it easy to analyze rental properties, flips, and multifamily buildings, estimate cash flow, and find the best real estate deals. Uh, it's available for every device out there. And to give you give you a, a few things, so if you're just now listening to us, first episode you've ever listened to, go back a few episodes where uh, I think the title of it is Do You Even Deal Check, Bro? Uh, where I interview the creator of DealCheck, uh, Anton Ivanov who is uh, still in his W-2, still got this uh, this going on the side, uh, and also is a real estate investor. 
Um, but it's been around for a while and I'll tell you, I have been so amazed at how easy it is to pull information and just create what I want to see out of a calculator. So, uh, it's over 225,000 rentals and over 175,000 flips have been analyzed from 100,000 plus users in five different countries. Um, if you don't go to w2capitalist.com uh, slash affiliates and click on the link there, make sure you use the promo code W2CAP when you check out so you can get additional 25% off. Um, you can try it for free. There is a free version for life. Uh, but I think once you get in there, you start picking out little things and uh, features, you're going to start paying. And it's not a whole lot, people. It's like seven or eight bucks a month to be able to use it. Definitely worth checking out. And one thing I just noticed as I'm recording this intro, uh, which is after the show with Ken, uh, we recorded the show with Ken, I apparently unplugged my microphone uh, sometime in the last couple of days. So I'm not so sure how the audio is going to sound with uh, Ken and uh, this intro, but Nonetheless, we are here, uh, so we're going to hopefully the editors can figure that out, make us sound like we're amazing, uh, make us sound amazing, and uh, we'll just go with it. So without further ado, let's get to work. capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. What's up, Mr. Ken Coleman? I am super honored and excited to have you today. I'm actually a little nervous. I was no, come on. I am. I am. Seriously. So, no, you're you're an icon, man. You're you're a best-selling author, right? Um, number one national best-selling author. We're gonna get into your book here in just a minute, but I was I, I'm on my lunch break. All right, okay, I ran cool. home from work. I'm on I my love lunch it. Break I love to it. To do this, and um, you know, on the way here, I started thinking about. Dang, I'm gonna get talked to this guy, and I started getting nervous. I'm like, all right, I gotta go lay down on the couch for a minute, go play. With oh the man, home to give how's a dude as big as you <laughs> nervous to talk to a little runt like me, man? Uh, Come on, man, let's go. Physical size aside, I, I there you be go. All right, so I, I want to preface this. You and I were just chatting a little bit that I have a love hate relationship with Ramsey's Baby Principles, which is the camp you come out of, and you guys are doing some awesome stuff. And the reason why I have a love hate relationship. Is because I got to the point where was it step three or four where you're supposed to cut up the credit cards? And I, I was like, no, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm going to use these credit cards, get these points, pay them off every year with or every month, which we have successfully been debt free, except for the mortgages on our personal home and the rest of the, the rental property that we own. So I, every now and then, I'll take the, the opportunity to kind of troll Dave on Facebook and stuff like that. So okay. it's, it's, it's a love-hate relationship, but I appreciate okay. where he's brought me to this because sure. otherwise I would still have another car that I didn't need. I would still right. have the wrong life insurance policy kind of thing. So I right. um, want to get that out front. 
I know you're not going to say anything against him, but I just want to make sure you understood where I, where I'm coming from. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Look, you know, we've heard this, we've heard this before. Dave heard, has heard this a million times. Dave and I, I've actually sat in a friend of my, a mutual friend of Dave and I's house and he's a multimillionaire and has sold millions of books. And he challenged Dave on that credit card thing, just like you try to challenge Dave. And I'll just say this, you know, bottom line is you might be the exception to the rule. Uh, Let's call you the exception to the rule that you were able to use credit cards in a disciplined way, but Dave can't make exceptions because Dave's got to talk to the masses and most people can't handle the temptation of a credit card. Right. So therefore he's absolute all in no credit. That's because most people 99.9% 99.9% people can't do what you did. So good on you. Good for you. But Dave's not going to change his mind. You're not going to change his mind. And I ain't going to change my mind. So right. we're all good. <laughs> no, brother. That's, that's we, we all get along. It's all good. And there, there is another exception to the rule. I said we've been debt free. We, we just had our third kid not eight months ago. So we've got three under five. Thank you. We've got three under five. We had to do something from a vehicle purchase and we did not plan. So we, we do have one car payment now. And man, that stings worse than anything. It, it really does. But we're going to, we're going to get taken. No, care. that's not why you had me on though. <laughs> no, no. I had you on to talk about this book. I picked it up, The Proximity Principle. Right. And it's been out now for how long? Uh, came out in May of 19. So what is that? Less than a year. <laughs> how, much, how many months? Seven or eight months. Yeah, it's still yeah. a baby. It's still a baby. It's still it crawling around the house. But it is uh, amazing. So let's Thank dive you. into this because okay. I've read it. Uh, I run a, a small mastermind that I'm looking to grow. It's, it's called the W2 Capitalist, right? So one of the book and one of the things that we do every month we go through a, a book book of the month club sort of so to speak sometimes we take more than a month whatnot but this is definitely on the list because of all of the good stuff that's in there right so let's talk about the, the basis around the proximity principle and who is it for well the proximity principle is for anybody who's not where they want to be professionally period right. so it could be the starter so whether that's the college kid or somebody in their early 20s that has now got a plan, uh, excuse me, at least a, a dream, and they want to get there. It's for the switcher. So that's any working professional in 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s uh, who wants to get out of something they fell into, the dead-end career. There's no meaning for the work. And then it's for the uh, what I call the advancer. So starters, switchers, advancers. It's for somebody who is on the right path, is in the work they love, but wants to continue to grow. The proximity principle is this simple, but wildly powerful principle that says simply this, the right people plus the right places equals opportunity. Now the principle itself, as I wrote it and and memorized it the very first day I said it, and it just stuck in my head. In order to do what you want to do, you've got to be around people that are doing it and in places where it is happening. This is where opportunity comes. You're around those those people that are doing what you want to do because you get to learn and observe and and emulate and create a model. And then you're in those places because when you're in the right places where that work is being done, that's that's the chance for you to to practice a little bit and, and observe to meet more of the right people. So the right people plus the right places, it is the age old not so secret truth to success. And so I wanted to unpack it through the context of my journey. And that's where the five archetypes of people came from and the five archetypal uh, archetype places came from because I went into my journey 
as well as the journey of thousands of men and women that I've been able to interview. You know, I've just been very blessed. That's how I built my broadcasting career was as an interviewer, a specialist. And so I've been able to sit knee to knee with some of the most successful people in the world from all walks of life. And so uh, that's what, that's what they all share in common proximity. And and speaking of your career, I'm a little jealous of it. Right. So I've, uh, I know you, um, I forget your assistant's name there to set everything up before he came in, but I'm a little jealous of the studio you have now that we're talking in, or he called it a pod, but it looks oh, like. Oh, this is just a little, yeah, this is a little podcast room, man. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, recording studio I've seen on your, uh, when your radio station goes yeah. live is, is pretty incredible too. Yeah. Well, big thanks to Dave Ramsey for sure. um, creating the ultimate sandbox for me, my studio. Yeah. <laughs> it's like walking into a Bentley every day. I'm very blessed. Yeah. <laughs> walking into a Bentley. That's awesome. So how does somebody go about, Fun. Yeah, the way, and I'm a I'm a sales coach, right? Um, for a, 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 I'm going to say relatively small, but it's not that small. Cybersecurity firm, and one of the things I've noticed is the group, and I've only been there for uh, actually about eight months. I, I went there in May of 2019. That's kind of funny. Um, and one of the things I've got a mix of people there. Some are stagnant in what they've been doing because they've been there for six, seven years, right? The the job, the position is getting a little older. I'm trying to stir things up a little bit. And there are people who are just trying to find the right career, finding where they want to go. They've got this start. So I would love to talk about how do you initially find the right career? And then once you get in stagnant, how do you find the courage to take the next step, which is get within proximity of those people who are doing things that interest you? So how does one go about finding the right career? And, and I'll, I'll say I fall in this camp too. Coming out of college, I kind of felt like I was going to find one place to work and one job to do. And that was going to be it. Right. Here we are 20 years later. Yeah. That is so far from the truth. <laughs> well, let's start, let's start with that. Cause it's a good example of, of what you have to understand before you start the discovery process. There's more than one career and more than one job that allows you to be in your sweet spot. And so let's start, let's talk about what we're looking for. We're really not looking for a career. We're looking for our unique role yep. in our sweet spot. So let's define the sweet spot. The sweet spot is the intersection of what you do best, what you love to do most, and the results that matter most to you. So let's talk about talent. Everybody's born with talent, something you're naturally good at. These are abilities and qualities is how I would break this down. Some people would say hard skills and soft skills, right? And so uh, the, what I mean by abilities would be your hard skills. This is something that, you know, you do, you do very, very well. And uh, the, the qualities is like a character trait, you know, so I'm loyal or I'm a hard worker or I'm uh, compassionate or empathetic. So that's the different delineation between hard skills, soft skills. I call them abilities and qualities. That's what you do best. So use those things that you do really, really well as a tool. Think of it as a tool, okay? Then we talk about what you love to do most. This is the work that you have high emotion and high devotion for. So when you think about the work, your heart races, you just love it. You get the juice, as I like to say on my radio yeah. show every day. Oh, yeah. And then devotion is uh, you find time disappearing when you're engaged in it. You're just so devoted to it. You do it for free and time seems to disappear. That's what I mean by emotion, devotion. So this is work you love to do. That's passion. And then finally, mission. This is the results that fire you up. 
This is the people you want to help or the problem you want to solve. So you use what you do best talent to do what you love to do most passion to see the results that matter most to you. That's your mission, talent, passion, mission, where those intersect. That's your sweet spot. Now within that sweet spot is what I call a unique role. And what I mean by that is, is that I could pull a person out of any environment, put them in a different work environment. And as long as they are um, performing that role, they're going to be in their sweet spot. So for instance, a one word descriptor is what I'm talking about here. So maybe your primary role in your sweet spot is uh, instructor or teacher, or maybe it's facilitator or counselor, or maybe it's problem solver or fixer. Maybe it's, um, um, uh, what would be another one here? My brain just went dead just dead cold, just like that, folks. Welcome to the life of a broadcaster. It's been going. But I just gave you several examples, right? I could keep going on and on and on and on, okay? Yeah. And the idea is, is that one word really describes that, that role you love to play. Think of you as performing a role every day for an audience, and that's your contribution. And so that role is in the sweet spot. And so as long as you're in the role of fixer or starter or entrepreneur, again, I could go forever right. here with these one word descriptors and you figure out what that role is by knowing the sweet spot. So that's how you figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. Okay. That's what I was created to do. Okay. And that's also how I want to go about doing that. And so once you figure that out, that's where, again, um, you have to look at the seven stages that I teach. That's get clear. I just gave you stage one. That's getting clear. Stage two is get qualified. What do I need to learn and do? So we have knowledge and experience. What do I need to learn and do to actually get qualified and, and, and be able to step into the arena that I want to be in? How much is that going to cost me? How long is that going to take? Yep. That's getting qualified. Get connected. That's the proximity principle. I wrote the entire book. It's all about getting connected and the web of connections and using the connections and so that you can get the opportunities that you dream of. Because when you're truly learning proximity and the power of it, then opportunities are going to seek you out. Yep. You're not sitting around waiting to be discovered, but you're active and therefore doors are swinging open for you. And so uh, that leads to stage four, which is get started. This is where most people never move past in their life. They're just so scared to start, to put yeah. one foot out there and get going. Uh, but, you know, once you're qualified and you get connected, the opportunity comes to you and you take it and you step into the uncomfortableness of, of the new and you're going to suck the first time, right? The first time is always your worst time. And that's how you get going. And so um, that's the answer to the question. You've got to have clarity first. And once we're clear, well, then we can get qualified and get connected and then get started. Yeah, you said something there that makes me wonder, you know, and I'm the same way. And I wonder if this is uh, an age thing as you get older you start to have a little bit more confidence, but a lot of people just can't find the courage to take that action, right? Or that next step, which is amazing because they've done everything up to that point of getting qualified, getting clarity. And now they're, they're like, okay, somebody needs to push me because I'm not jumping into the pool. You know, um, it, it's incredible, but I'm the same way. Is that, what is the leading cause of that? Is it because they really haven't tapped into the people around them enough? I, I constantly no, talk it's about that they're, no, it's that they're being overwhelmed. Their their head is talking their heart out of moving forward. That's what's happening. The real thing that's happening is the head is saying, um, "This is way too scary." Yeah, 
Yeah. And the head is focused on fear. The head is focused on doubt and the head is focused on pride. And so what happens is the heart is being, uh, uh, canceled out, if you will. And so I try to help my audience get their head and heart aligned. And so it's a focus issue. They're focused on the fear, the doubt and the pride instead of focusing on the excitement and what's at the end of this journey. And so when you get your eyes off the prize, if you will, um, that's why you don't get out of the starting gate because you're absolutely paralyzed by one of those three insidious enemies, fear, doubt and pride. Yep. I, I mean, I'm there with you. I mean, I'm, I'm one of your, um, I could be a case example for you, right? It's only in the last couple of years that I really did find the courage to go find a new job, to start the podcast, right? To do all that stuff. Because I what, feel are you like afraid, I, what were you afraid of? Let's break you down. This, the audience will learn. What yeah. were you afraid of? Change. Really? It was change. No, I mean, so no, I it's went, not. no, it's not. I'm going to tell I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to tell you what you're afraid of. All right. You were afraid of the unknown, not change. That's true. I mean, exactly true. You're 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 nail on the head because the reason that people the reason people are afraid of change is because of the what 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 change see change is the action. Yeah. I'm breaking it down for you, brother. All right. This is very granular, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm not being granular. I'm being absolutely scientific here so that people understand what's going on. Change is the action. All right. So I want to go from point A to point B in order for me to go from point A to point B, I'm going to have to change or some change will have to happen. True or false. True. True. Now here's what happens. Change is the action, but the emotion that accompanies accompanies the action is what freaks people out. And it's the unknown. Okay. I've got to, I've got to change my zip code. I'm going to have to change my job location. I'm to change. So you, everybody's tracking with me now. That's why you're yeah. laughing, right? It's like, okay. It is. Yeah. When, yeah. when I start thinking about all the actions and all the things that will have to take place, then the emotion comes in and it grips us because we're like, I don't know how it's going to work out. Ah! Yeah. And the fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of human faces. Yeah. Well, uh, if that's the case, I'm glad I stared fear in the face and I just, I just kicked it out of the way. Right. right. Well, that, and that's, I, I, that's what you do. Yeah, you know, and you have Here's to what you do though. You have to say if fear is a liar and that's what I believe if fear is a liar. So, so my fear is, is creating all this stuff in my head. I've got to get that stuff out on paper almost and say, this is a lie. Yep. So now once I've done that, I go, okay, if this narrative, if these sentences, if this paragraph is a lie, what's the opposite? Yeah. That's yeah. true. And then we go, oh, okay. And that's how we are able to then fear never dissipates, but courage is moving forward, even in the face of fear and courage only comes when we get clear clarity leads to confidence. And it is confidence that then gives us the courage in the moment to go forward. Cause we went back and we got clear. So we look at the lie of fear and go, is that true? No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. This is actually true. I just got clear. Yeah. And now I got a little juice, a little confidence. Little juice. I love and that. I'm going to step forward. So I, I <laughs> it's really important that we break that down because yeah. we, we, we have got to understand what we're truly afraid of. Because fear creates a symptom, but when we go to the doctor, we don't, we're not trying to treat the symptom. We're trying to figure out the source of the symptom. Yeah. It, healing comes when we get to the source of the sickness. 
Very true. Very true. So fear and changing W-2s. That was my, one of my biggest fear. The other thing go. the audience is going to note about is, uh, or a lot of them are, are fear of doing their first deal when it comes to buying investment properties. Because and at some point in time, you just got to have a dive in, right? And that was me five years ago as well. Um, my wife and I were like, hey, we don't know necessarily what we're doing. Numbers looking on paper, either we're pulling the trigger or not. We did it and it's been amazing ever since. Yeah. So everything you just said uh, added some clarity to my situation, even though I'm five years and eight months past it, right? Right. That's awesome. So if, if somebody's working through your proximity principle and they've got very clear, they found their talent, they found their passion and they found their mission, is it possible for that person to get stagnant in their W-2 project? position. Yeah, everybody can get comfortable. The word I would use is comfortable. Stagnant's a good word, but you know, comfortability is the culprit. Yeah. So let's say I'm in my sweet spot. Can I get comfortable and stagnant? Absolutely. If I'm not learning and growing. Yeah. So what I mean by that is I've got to, even when I'm in my sweet spot, I've got to continue to dream and, and recast my vision. So if my vision is to get here and I get here, I've now got to expand my vision. And when I expand the vision, guess what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to learn new things and then apply those new things. That's the growing. So I'm learning and then applying, which is the growing. And what I just described there was I'm getting uncomfortable uncomfortable. again. (laughs) And so, so yeah, you absolutely can get comfortable and stagnant in your sweet spot. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, I know you got a hard stop coming up. There's one last question I want to ask you to yeah. make sure I'm totally respectful for your time, but you have a tagline. Uh, it's life, and, and correct me if I get this wrong, but it's something along the lines of life is too short to have a boring nine to five. Yeah. Just to be, just to clear the air, you're not wanting folks to go out and create their own business or become an entrepreneur. That's not the silver bullet answer for everyone. For some, maybe. No. You're talking about going out and finding their passion. I'm saying that life is too short for you to show up on Monday morning and be miserable before you even open the car door to step into the parking lot to then go into the building. I'm saying a boring nine to five. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. I don't care if you're working for the man. That's all work is honorable in my mind. I'm saying if you're not using what you do best to do what you really love to create a result that matters to you, life is too short to go through that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I hate when people come in and they talk, I've got a case of the Monday, Monday, or, you know, we're recording this on Friday. The saying in the office is happy Friday. Yeah. You know why it's thank God it's Friday. Because they're miserable throughout the week. That's, There's a reason why Friday nights, everybody's going and drinking their face off. Yeah, <laughs> They're so miserable right now. As we talk here in America, there are people that are staring at their phones or computer screens, yeah. just praying that their friends post something new on Facebook or Instagram. So they have something to look at it's something scary. to take their mind off of their miserable existence at work. And they're going to go to happy hour and they're going to, they're going to not feel their ears by about seven o'clock 
o'clock tonight, and then they're going to wake up with an awful hangover and feel like crap until two o'clock on Saturday, and then they're going to do whatever they got to do to kind of distract themselves, and then Sunday night they're going to face the Sunday scaries as yeah. the anxiety and the misery begin to well up inside of their throat, and they wake up feeling despondent, discouraged, depressed, meaningless on Monday morning, and they feel that way the entire rest of the week until Friday when I can drown my sorrows again. I'm going to tell you something, folks. The average American is going to do what I just described and experience that 90,000 plus hours over their lifetime. That's how many hours that the average American works in their lifetime. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If that's how you want to live, something's wrong with you. And I would suggest that you don't want to live that way, but you continue to live that way because you'd rather dance with the devil, you know, of misery and depression and boredom at work than you would face your fears and step into the unknown and be who God created you to be. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I want to get to the end of my life and look back and reminisce. But the people I just described, the people who I care deeply about, that's why I do my show every day, I wake up thinking about you every day. Because I want you to understand that if you don't make a change, you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to regret. And when I, when I go out and I'm hoping I get to go out with everybody around me and we're having a big dance party and, and maybe I light a cigar up in the hospital room just to, <laughs> just to hack the nurses and doctors off one last time, break a rule <laughs> that, that I'm full of reminiscing and no regrets because I gave it everything I had. I don't know how to follow that. I think that's how we wrap it up. That yes, sir. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate so, you. Thank you. Ken, I appreciate you very much. The proximity principle is available everywhere. You guys check yes. it out. Um, hey, then- special deal at KenColeman.com. They can get all three formats for 25 bucks. They get a signed copy, the hard copy like you got in your hand. They get the ebook and the audio book read to them by me. Uh, this velvet baritone. And uh, they get all <laughs> formats for 25 bucks. Well, I will say I appreciate you reading it because what I do when I when I uh, get through books for the mastermind, I'll listen to them on audio. But the only way I listen to them is if the author actually reads. Yeah. It. And then if it's good enough for, for that, then I'll buy it. So I start making go. notes in it and marking it up. But I don't wish I would have known about that deal because I I didn't. Get I know. To- that's a anyway, good deal. That's all three formats for one low price, and you get one version for you, and then you pay it forward by giving the other two versions away. I love it. It's the gift that it. keeps on giving. And Ken, you asked, uh, you answered a question I have. Best way for people to get in, get in touch with you, Ken Coleman. Ken Coleman All the social media stuff is there. They got the phone number. They can dial in the show. They can watch the YouTube show. If they want to watch and see why I have a face for radio, that's every day at twelve <laughs> Eastern. Just search the Ken Coleman Show on YouTube. And me and you, me and you both, brother. There you go, bro. <laughs> Ken, thank you very much. I know Thanks, you got to get. I will. Thank you. I will get in touch with uh, McKenzie later and let you know when this comes out. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye.